You're listening to Hawk Talk with former Seahawks wide receiver Michael Bumpus. At the 10-yard line, second and eight. Three wide receivers now in motion as Bumpus left to right. Julius Jones with single setback. Matt Pump fakes, looking to the goal line. He throws it into the end zone. Touchdown, Seahawks! It's Michael Bumpus with a diving catch in the end zone. A 10-yard touchdown reception for Bumpus, and the kid out of Washington State has found himself a place on this team. Powered by Seahawks.com. What up, 12s? This is Hog Talk Preview Edition Week 11. The Seahawks look to bounce back and avoid a three-game losing streak for the first time in Russell's career against the Cardinals this weekend. The Cardinals are coming into town, but before we get into that, Here's Nassa Chobie with the injury updates. Thanks, Bump. Well, it's been a rough couple weeks for the Seahawks on the injury front. Uh, they've been down about five starters each of the past two weeks. Uh, still no real update on Shaquille Griffin. He's going to get on the field this week, and we're going to have to go from there. Starting center Ethan Posick remains in concussion protocol, and after finally making his return, special teams captain Nico Thorpe will be out again with a core injury. Real bummer there since we know how much he means to this team in that locker room. Now, the guy who stepped in for Ethan Posted, Kyle Fuller, he's dealing with an ankle injury, but Pete Carroll hopes they'll get him back on Thursday night. If he's unable to go, Jamarco Jones would step in at center. However, a new injury popped up in the game last week, and that was Tyler Lockett. Yeah, he's he's got a a, a bit of a knee sprain in general. He's already had it checked out and MRI and all that kind of stuff. Um, so he's a little bit discomfort, a little bit of swelling today, but it's not a it's not a serious knee injury. So uh, we'll look to see how he does day to day and take it till Thursday. Pete Carroll also gave some encouraging news on the running backs, Carlos Hyde and Chris Carson. I'm told that Carlos is going to go today in, in our work. Um, Chris is, is working to get it back. He's trying to make it. Um, Carlos is a little bit ahead of, of him now, and uh, so we'll see how it goes. Um, I can't tell you what's going to happen Thursday night yet, but uh, both those guys are trying hard this week to get back. And lastly, Jamal Adams, who suffered a shoulder injury, had to go back in the locker room, came out, finished the game, Uh, against the Rams, playing with essentially one arm. Uh, And according to head coach Pete Carroll, Jamal will do everything in his power to make it back. He says he's playing. He's he's ready to go. Um, he's he got banged up pretty good. He played really with one arm for the most part in the game and did a, a marvelous job of getting through it. Uh, there was a couple plays he couldn't make that he wished he could have, but um, but it was just because of his arm. He he played uh, or shoulder. He 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 played really hard and got after it. And before we get going, make sure to stay current with all that's happening in the Pacific Northwest at MyNorthwest.com, your source for local news, in-depth analysis, weather, and traffic. And stay connected to all your favorite teams at 710sports.com with in-depth Seahawks coverage all season long. The Cardinals, the rematch back at Century Link Field. Who's next? Who's next? The Arizona Cardinals are next. They are 6-3, and three, standing on top of the NFC West. They're in first place. We're familiar with these dudes. Lost to the Lions, lost to the Panthers, lost to the Bills, excuse me, the Dolphins, but they beat the Bills last week and, one of, and had one of the most remarkable plays I've ever seen in my life. Um, if you're not familiar with what went down, we'll get you into it. But uh, let, let's, let's kind of set it up before we get to that miraculous play to D. Hopkins. Uh, the Arizona Cardinals, they beat the Bills, one of the best plays ever, like I just mentioned. On the previous possession, the Bills were trailing 26-23. With seconds remaining, Josh Allen connects with Stephon Diggs for the go-ahead touchdown. Second and one at the 21. The snap. Allen looks to his left. Fires left side. In, oh, to the end zone! 
touchdown, Stefan Diggs makes the catch. Touchdown, Buffalo. Touchdown, Stefan Diggs catches the touchdown pass from Josh Allen. 21 yards, the go-ahead touchdown, and it comes with 34 seconds left to play. 34 seconds left to play. They go up 30 to 26, but you just can't count out these Cardinals. After a couple big completions, it was first and 10 from the Buffalo 43-yard line with 11 seconds remaining. Now, typically in this situation, you try to get one more play before tossing that thing to the end zone, but Murray was flushed outside of the pocket and had no choice but to close his eyes, make a wish, then throw it up to D. Hopkins. Now the Bills drop two men back 25 yards downfield. Murray back to throw. Flushed out, rolling left in trouble, slips a tackle, got to launch it. He does. Left side, into the end zone, jump ball, and it is. Is it caught? Is it caught? Oh, my goodness, it's caught. DeAndre Hopkins caught it. He caught it for a touchdown with one second left. I can't believe it. You've got to be joking me. Hopkins reaches up with three defenders around him and pulls it in, and the Cardinals lead it 32-30 with a second left. You can't cover Duke. <laughs> <laughs> hey man, that's just a, you, you see both calls there. One was from the the Bills uh, radio broadcast, and the other was Dave Pash and Ron Wolfley with the Cardinals broadcast. That just a tale of two different emotions, brother. I mean, you go up thirty four seconds, you think the game's over. Stephon Diggs makes yeah. a huge catch. You got thirty four seconds, knowing hey, you just can't give up a touchdown. And man, that honest, honest hand to God, that was one of the best plays I've ever seen. The fact that he First of all, because you have 11 seconds, you have one more play. That's not what you're yeah. – you don't need to throw it to the end zone on that play. And uh, Cliff, Cliff Kingsbury spoke this week, so that's not how they wanted it to go. Uh, the first read wasn't there. Murray had to scramble outside the pocket. And then at that point, the game's over. You, you need to get a quick play. That didn't happen. He literally throws it to the end zone, gets knocked down. And because he's so short, Kingsbury said, he couldn't see what was going on, immediately snapped his head back to the video board and saw Hopkins come down with it. So – Hopkins was worth every penny in the, the Cardinals got him on the low. I mean, that was that was yeah. armed robbery. I don't know what was going on with the Texans, but he is a factor that we're going to have to contend with for a long time here in the NFC West. The Arizona Cardinals are getting a return on their investment, most definitely. Now, a lot of people say that was luck. Yeah, you need some luck. You need some luck. Got to throw it up there, close your eyes, make a wish. But D. Hopkins got some mittens. He grabs that thing out of the air. If you, There's a picture where I saw D. Hopkins. Now, this might be the first time I've seen Jordan logo gloves. I didn't even know they mm-hmm. made those. You got Jordan logo gloves. You got Adidas reaching for it. You got Nike gloves reaching for it. Jordan brand. Y'all better get on your job and make some money <laughs> off of that play right there. Oh, you already know that's about to be a commercial for a show. Like Jordan rising just above Adidas. Get out of here. Nike trying to come back. I mean – that was unbelievable. And, 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 Bump, let's look at this team, man. So, Seahawks, Cardinals, both 6-3. and three. The thing that jumps out at me with the Cardinals is how much their offense has improved uh, over the last couple weeks and since last time we saw them. Total offense number one in the NFL, now ahead of the Seahawks, who are number three yeah. at 425 yards per game. And their rushing attack. It's a two-headed monster with Murray and Drake. We'll get in those guys in a man up. But they're ru- running the ball for 168 yards per game, so they're getting it done on offense. Getting it done on offense and their defense has kind of went down a little bit. So that's nice to see. And the Seahawks defense has kind of risen up a little bit. So there we go. There, there's a positive there. We look at their defense, their total defense. They are ranked 18th. I mean, they got the, the Hawks ranked 32nd total defense. But they got better in other areas is what I mean. Uh, rush defense, they are 16th. The Hawks are 4th. 
pass defense. We know the Hawks struggle there. They're 32nd. And the Cardinals are 20th when it comes to allowing points. The Hawks are now 28th instead of dead last with 29, giving up 29. And the Cardinals give them 23. So same team, but they're changing a bit. And that's football. That's the NFL. You're not going to play the exact same team you did uh, the first time you played. The Hawks have had some injuries for the most part. The Cardinals have been fairly healthy. So they got mm-hmm. they got some luck on their side. Their main guys, well, Kenyon Drake is banged up still. Chase Edmonds has come in and played well for them. We all know what D. Hopkins can do. Uh, you mentioned it before we got on here. Kyler Murray might rush for 1,000 yards this year. Yes, he sir. just might do it. So you got to contain that, man. That's the head-to-head. Now let's learn about the history. Know your history. Know your history. All right, well, the series record is 21-21-1, so about as dead even as possible, even with a tie in there. Um, and since 2016, the series is 4-4-1, so it's about as even as you get. Um, as you know, 12s, it's been mainly the home team losing every matchup in this series. Um, the last meeting, obviously, was a few weeks ago. Seahawks lost a game that they're essentially dominating, lost in overtime 37-34, a tough loss. Um that was the first time the Cardinals had beat the Seahawks in Arizona since 2012, Russell Wilson's first career start. However, despite the painful end to the game, we got to see one of the greatest performances by a wide receiver in club history in Tyler Lockett. 15 receptions, 200 yards, three touchdowns, and we got to see truly how fast DK Metcalf is. First and goal, Russell takes a shotgun snap. Carson, oh no, it's picked off, going the other way. Is Buda Baker down the near sidelines? Nobody's gonna catch him unless Metcalf can. He is sprinting, he is running, he dives and he catches him. DK Metcalf catches Buda Baker on a little dump pass into the right flat. Russell never saw him and he steals the ball away. Now, when I was growing up, we used to run somebody down. You say, man, you got hawked. Mm-hmm. And it's funny how it all it all comes together now. DK hawked Buda Baker. Buda Baker gave us a love and say, man, I can't believe DK ran me down like that. Big ups, show some respect. One of the greatest hustle plays of all time. No question about it. I think I think we realize some of those guys out there that want to specialize in just one sport, go out there and run some track. Go out there, yes. get in the room, run some track, play some hoops, because you can see DK Metcalf as he was just striding out. If you don't have any kind of track experience in your background, you're not catching him like that. You could just tell in his stride the way his hands were moving, <laughs> yeah. getting them legs up. So that was great yeah. to see for sure. Now, Bump, yep. we got to figure out what's going on in the West because, man, things have changed since the last time we played. And the Seahawks are the NFC West champs again. What's the word in the West on Hawk Talk? The word in the West. They're sitting at the third spot. They are tied with the Arizona Cardinals at 6-3. and three. The Rams are 6-3. and three. But the Hawks don't have the tiebreaker there. They've already lost to the Cardinals. They've lost to the Rams. They have the advantage there. So that makes this game even more important. We know the 49ers are at the bottom in the dungeon in the basement looking up at everybody hoping that things fall apart but i don't see that happening now we know what happened with the rams and the cardinals the 49ers man they didn't play bad against the saints no they, they actually didn't. jumped up to a 10-0 lead and I'm, I'm checking the scores i'm like okay 49ers let's make it interesting but then as usual the better team just grinds you down the team that, that makes the, le- the less least mistakes grinds you down and they ended up losing 27 to 13 but this just lets you know, you can't sleep on teams. Nope. Niners got guys who are getting paid. They are prepping. It's not like they're just going to roll over and die. 
they are still trying to win football games. They put up a great fight against a really solid Saints team. Yeah, no question about it. I mean, uh, the Saints have really came on strong the last couple of weeks, and they're out to a 7-2 record. A lot of people think that they might be one of the best teams in the NFC. But the biggest story from that game was Drew Brees leaving the game with multiple rib fractures on both sides of his body uh, and a collapsed lung. So I saw a report that best-case scenario, he could come back in two weeks. Yeah, right. <laughs> Not a chance. So I think Not at 40. Nah, uh-uh. And apparently they said that he actually crapped, uh, cracked some of those rig- ribs a couple weeks ago. They missed him in the x-ray. And then when, then he cracked two more on Sunday. Now let's see all of it. So he's all kinds of messed up. So they're just hoping he's back for the playoffs. But the interesting thing is we can see Jameis Winston era in uh, New Orleans. So we'll see how that goes. I'm kind of I'm kind of excited to see what he does. Yes, he threw 30 touchdowns and 30 picks the last time he was there. Or last time he was a starter in Tampa Bay. But here's the difference. He got LASIK surgery, so he his eyes are better. He can see the field a little better now. And also, he's going to stretch the field out the way Drew Brees can. Not saying that he's a better option than Drew Brees, but he does bring something to the table that Drew Brees wasn't or hasn't been doing much, and that's throw the ball down the field. So there's the word in the West. Let's get to know these Cardinals a little bit more. Man up. Hey, who man is this? Man up on Hawk Talk. Only one place you can start if you're talking about the Arizona Cardinals, and that is Kyler Murray taking on this entire Seahawks defense. We've been getting to see how dynamic Kyler Murray is as an athlete and as a quarterback. So far in the year, he's 200 or 212 for 311 for 2,375 yards, 17 touchdowns, eight interceptions. However, running the football, as you mentioned, 87 carries, 604 yards, 10 touchdowns. He's only eight rushing yards behind Kenyon Drake for the team lead in rush yards. Um, And last meeting against the Seahawks, he balled out. 34 for 48, 360 yards, three touchdowns, a pick, 14 carries, 67 yards, and one touchdown bump. It just seems like Colin Murray's getting better every single week. He's getting better, man. That's uh, That's what good ball players do. You know, that first year, I'm sure things are happening fast for him. Now, right, he's been in the same offense since he's been in high school, so it's not like he's learning new languages or whatnot. So you expect him to make these strides, 604 yards, 10 touchdowns. So he's accounted for 27 touchdowns and only eight turnovers. That's pretty close to what Russell Wilson is doing when you add in the rushing factor to that. Not surprised at what this young man's been doing. Only been sacked 12 times. Yeah, it's because he can. he's rushed 604 yards. Dude is elusive. You're not going to get your hands on him often. you got to look after Kyler Murray. Now let's go over and talk about the guy who kind of opened the door for Kyler Murray, Russell Wilson versus the Cardinals defense. Now Russell is 233 for 334, 27, 189 yards, 28 touchdowns, 10 interceptions. We all know the struggles he's had turning the ball over the last couple of weeks. 45 carries, 325 yards, and one touchdown. And for the first time all year, he did not have a passing touchdown against the Rams. Very surprising. Had a couple opportunities. I threw a pick on one, and then the offense just really didn't get going. And they're trying to avoid losing three games in a row. First time that would happen in Russell's career. And this is going to be a tough team to kind of break that streak. They confused Russell the last time they played him, brought a lot of pressure. We've seen that the last few weeks since then. Teams are going to challenge Russell to make the right decisions. But I still have faith. Russell's one of the hardest working dudes I've been around. I've seen him go to work. So I expect him to bounce back and correct his wrongs this week. 
Yeah, no question about it. I mean, in the national perspective, he may have dropped out of the MVP conversation. I still think he's the best quarterback and best football player in the league. But there's just – we said it last week, and we still kind of struggled, but you just can't hold these guys down for long. And what I really want to see is, like, yes, we talk about the pressure that Arizona is going to bring and the different things that they do. I want to get back to it being about us. It's about what we do, and it's other teams adjusting to what we do. Ryan Schottenheimer and Russell Wilson have had a great chemistry this year. Shoddy has called some unbelievable plays. I think at the end of this season, Shoddy will be in contention for some head coaching jobs. Just That's how well he's done this year. But it needs to be about us. I think I, think I want to see us doing some different things. I want to see us doing some things to confuse them. I want to see us getting back to our running game. I want to see Dwayne Brown out there mashing people on the second level. So I just want to see us get back to some of the things we're doing, get back to those explosive plays that we really haven't seen in the last couple of weeks. Yep, I'm with you. And I, from what I've seen in the run game, that just sweep works. It, it holds those linebackers. We have to take a note from the Rams and the 49ers. They use that jet sweep. They'll give it to that receiver doing the jet sweep every now and then to keep that defense honest. But you show them that jet sweep, you hand it off to DJ or Alex or whoever, I think things will start to open up. Next matchup, Buddha Bacon versus everybody, man, this dude. Every time I watch him play, he gets better and better. I start to like him more and more. He's a Husky, so I had to mm-hmm. had to get through the, the, the Coog Husky thing. But real recognize real, all right? This dude has 73 tackles on the year, two interceptions, four passes defended, and one forced fumble. He led the NFL in tackles last season with 104. What can you say about this dude? The one part where he was struggling in this game was interceptions, right? Had none before this year. Guess what? He's got two now. He's evolving, and he is one of the fastest, fiercest, but yet composed dudes I've ever seen play the game. He was mic'd up, and when he's playing, I mean, he's gone. He's moving at 1,000 miles an hour, but then he also has this calmness about him to where he brings the team's, team in and really leads them. Yeah, no question about it. He, the things that he can do, it's, it's funny because he, he's so impressive because he's everywhere on the football field, like – They don't play exactly the same, but the way he is in the run game reminds me a little bit of Bob Sanders because it's like I'm playing at 12 yards and now I'm making a tackle at the line of scrimmage. Like he's that he's that good in what he does. And yeah, you have to account for him on every single play. Where is he going to be? He got us on the goal line last week or last time we played them before he got hocked down by DK Metcalf. So he's just a guy that you have to account for every time he signed that big money extension four years, fifty nine million dollars in August. Highest paid safety in the NFL. And he's playing at that level, worth every penny. He had 14 tackles, one interception, and 1.5 tackle for loss last time against the Seahawks. So he's that dude. We got We got to be better. We got to account for him, and we got to get back to what we did against them in the first half when we were moving the ball up, all up and down the field. They couldn't stop us. So be good to see us get back to that. Now, the dude that won the game for him last week, DeAndre Hopkins against this secondary bump. I mean, I don't really know what else to say about Hop, man. Hop is the truth. Is he the best receiver in the NFL, or is he at least one or two? He's he's the best in the game. He is the best in the game. I think I think Stephon Diggs needs a little more respect than he's been getting. I, I think he's in the mix as well. Michael Thomas has been injured this year, so you haven't really seen much there. DK's on the move, but you're looking for a guy who can do everything. He blocks, run after the catch, run the short routes, run the deep routes, and just like we saw last week. He can go up top and make one of the greatest plays of all time. My thing that concerns me the most, is Griffin going to be there? 
Is going to go against Trey Flowers? Is Dunbar going to be there? Where this team is hurting the most right now really allows D. Hopkins to have another day. Nothing. There's nothing right now that says D. Hopkins ain't going to go for 10 and 112, 115, 20 like he usually does. Well, we mentioned before we got on the podcast that Honestly, I'll take 10 for 103 and a touchdown. Like, he's going to make plays. He's going to get his. I just don't want to see 15 for 175 in three. And, yeah, you're right. I mean, I don't know if it's going to be Shaquille. I don't know if it's going to be Quentin Dunbar, Trey Flowers, uh, DJ Reed. Whoever it is, they're just they're going to have their hands full. They're going to have to step up. I think we saw strides in the second half against the Rams. And I just want, again, we talked about all year, I just want a little bit of aggressiveness. I want guys to take some chances because, listen, he's going to make some plays. So it's yeah. almost like, what do you got to lose? You might as well try to mix it up with him. I mean, obviously, he's a great route runner. He can go over the top. He can do short stuff. So whoever it is, you're going to have to step up big, man. And, and don't get discouraged when he makes a big play. Just keep keep coming back. Short memory as DBs always have to. And uh, the one thing I will say, I don't know if this is a good or bad, we've gone against everyone in the league. We've gone against the best wide receivers in the game. So they're not going to see something they haven't seen before. It's just yeah. getting that film study, try to do better. Somewhat contain Hopkins, and I'm good with a PI. You beat, oh, yeah. grab him, mm-hmm, tackle, grab him. <laughs> I'll take a 20 <laughs> yard spot foul rather than a 60 yard bomb. And his average is up. So contain D. Hopkins. Good luck, but contain him. Uh, next matchup: King and Drake versus Seahawks front seven. They got a nice one-two punch, man. They got King and Drake back there. You have Kyler Murray, who you mentioned, are just a, just a few yards behind King and Drake when it comes to rushing yards. He's got 135 carries, 612 yards, four touchdowns, didn't play against the Dolphins, played well against Buffalo with 100 yards on 16 carries. And you got to factor in Chase Edmonds, too. Yep. I know he's not a focal point, but they mix him in as well. That whole run game is just on point right now. You got a quarterback who can get it done. You got a running back who's versatile. And don't forget, you got the little homie coming off the bench who can give the starter a blow and still be just as effective. I like the run game. Well, the, the thing that makes a run game so tough, and this is anyone, the same with like the Baltimore Ravens, is typically when you're talking about a run game and run fits, okay, it's 11 on 10. The quarterback is yep. not part of the run game. But against against the Cardinals, it's 11 on 11. You have to have a guy count for him in every single play. So it makes you it makes you have to be disciplined. That means Jordan Brooks made some good plays that first game. He's going to have to be disciplined because he, he's got the speed to run Kyler down. He's going to have to play well. KJ Wright's going to have to play well. Bobby Wagner's going to have to play well. Because if both things are going against the Cardinals, you're going to be in for a long day. Because if, if they can run the ball as, as well as they're throwing it right now, it's going to be a rough day. But the positive about the last matchup against them is, we shut Kenyon Drake down. He had 14 carries for 34 yards, 2.4 yards per carry. So we're definitely going to see more. Need to see more of that for the Seahawks to get a win on Thursday night. Yes, sir. We're going to have to see more of that. And now that leads us right into the path to victory. At the 45, waits for the snap. Michael Dixon puts it down. That kick is away. And that kick is good! The Seahawks win! It's good! It's a path to victory on Hawk Talk. All right, path to victory. First and foremost, you have to take over, take care of the football. Too many turnovers the last two or three weeks. They're not oblivious to this. They're on the field when they turn the ball over. They have players and coaches who care about their jobs. People relax. They're not just going to ignore the fact that Russell's making poor decisions. They're having conversations. They're coming up with game plans. We just have to trust that they're going to right the ship. Again, they're six and three. They don't turn the ball over. They're easily seven. Uh, excuse me, what? Seven and two. E- take care least. of the football. Rule number one. No question about it. And, and going along with taking care of the football, you need to run the football, man. 
and not just run it to run it. Obviously, every time you drop a play, you're hoping you get big yardage. That's why they have them. But we got to run it effectively because we just need more balance on offense. I know everyone wants to go out there and let Russ blank, but he's, <laughs> oh, you done with that? You know, yeah, that. I'm, I'm done with it. I'm done hearing it. I'm done hearing it. So. And he is. We know how good Russell is. He's, he's going to get out of this. He's not going to continue to turn the ball over, but he needs help in the sense of keeping guys honest, man, because the way teams are going to defend us now is like, hey, listen, we are done getting beat over the top. They watched that for five weeks, and they said, whatever we're doing, we're not getting beat over the top. We're going to put a safe, We're going to play some cover two. We're going to try to be physical underneath, and we're not giving up big plays, so we need to run the ball. And when they do all that pressure stuff, if we're running the ball, it takes them out of it. Okay, we can run to the pressure. We can th- so if we run the ball, I think it's going to help us open things up on offense. I'm with you. Run that rock. They also have to start fast on defense. You can't let the Cardinals just do what they do, and then second half you figure it out. They started fast against offensively. They need to start fast as well because last week was the first time the Rams, the second time the Rams has given up a touchdown on the opening drive for their opponent. So offense, defense, start fast. Last couple of weeks, it feels sluggish. Something don't feel right. There's not the excitement. Um, I heard someone say, you know, it's probably because they're not playing on prime time. When you're sitting around all day, you have all the, um, what do you call it, like the, the production trucks outside mm-hmm. when you pull up, you see Sunday night football, uh, you're going to get going. Well, now it's Thursday night football. You got prime time football again. Use that energy, defense start fast, offense start even faster. Yep. And then, you know, while you're on defense, man, you, when you pressure Kyler Murray, be disciplined. That's the thing about him. He's so elusive. You got to have integrity when you blitz. Run at the right hip. Do what you can. If you need a blitz and peel, do what you have to do because you got to contain in the pocket. And that goes for our defensive line as well. He's just so he wants to get flushed out. He wants to make moves with his legs. And if you can make him have to step up and really sit there and make reads in the court in the pocket, it's gonna be better for our for our defense as a whole. So make sure you're disciplined. Colin Murray's going to make plays, but do everything in your power to keep him inside the pocket. Yes, sir. And now, Russell, hey, Russell, just be yourself, baby. Be the guy that we have known to love, that we grew with. We know you have it in you. Just got to step back and make the right football play. You don't have to make the spectacular play every time. Just make the right football play. I think he will get back to that. I feel like he was humble. This is the most humble I've heard him after a game last week. He's usually humble, but it was just a different kind of humble. And I appreciate that. I think he's going to get back to work. We need the Russell from the first five, six games. Yep, and then we need DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett to step back up, right? I mean, we are so accustomed to them rotating games and going off every single week. Last week was the first week we didn't see DK Metcalf really make those impact plays and get involved in the pass game. Uh, Some of that's what the Rams were doing. Some of that was Jalen Ramsey. Some of that was just – it happens at receivers. Sometimes it's just not your day. But we need them to resurface and come back and help us out because – what happened last time we were in Arizona, we're going up and down the field. We need those big plays from those two guys. All right. We need him to have a big game. We need DK. We need Lockett. We need Russell. We need Bobby. All hands on deck to avoid this three-game losing streak. The Cardinals are coming to the Pacific Northwest. It's going to be a great battle on Thursday night football. It's been real. I'm Michael Bumpus. He's Nasa Chobie. That's Hawk Talk Preview Edition Week 11. Let's right the wrongs. Talk to you next time.